welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. I am thrilled to be here with you today. It's going to be a gorgeous day, and Bella and I, or Phoenix, um, we are running out to New Hope today to celebrate her birthday. I am so looking forward to that. We may end up in Lamberville because that's actually one of our favorite places to go, um, but we will start out in New Hope, and I don't know. It's just going to be an adventure to see what happens and go to a crystal shop. Fun, fun. So today, I, I'm not even so clear on where to go with you other than I want to explain or come around about, about how your peace of mind depends on you practicing in the everyday little moment, one, being present, and two, letting go. Now, letting go is huge, and it is a massive practice, but we start it with the little things. So that means um, recognizing when any little thing rubs you the wrong way, when any little thing or any, any little like encounter with another person tweaks us or pushes our buttons, and recognizing that there is something happening within your body. Now, what is that something? Well, it starts out as just like, I don't know, like a little heat or a little edge or a little longing or a little hunger. Something within you is, what is that feeling that comes when you are triggered, when you're tweaked? Now, what's happened, and I, I just saw a video on this that blew my mind, but what happens is we allow it to happen. We allow it to go further and further and further until it's this train out of control. But if you can arrest it sooner and sooner and sooner until it's barely even showing up, and you're arresting the situation, you are arresting the notion that it's okay to go off and fly in the direction of chaos, pandemonium, fear, uncontrolled behavior, you know, like um, reaction. Reaction is a good one. So these are all things that take us down that rabbit hole into the uh, abyss of 3D, if we'll say that, abyss of 3D. So how do you arrest it? Well, it's just a practice. Start with the littlest things. Start with the things that I say you have this toolbox of things that you can use. So one is just to close your eyes and take a breath. Recenter. I have um, probably a bunch of little sayings that I'll say that I, well, I don't say anymore, but I did that were very helpful. Like this too shall pass. It's not that important. Um, my happiness uh, 
is more important. I like that one. I like the one when it has to do with other people's behavior. When you say, uh, this person's behaviors are perfect just as they are. This person is perfect just as they are. That's a good one. It's just accepting a moment. When I love the moment, I'm happy. <laughs> and I know that sounds cuckoo, but in all of my practices to, to, to this point, I recognize that all of my experiences here are meant to be enjoyed. All of my experiences here are meant to be savored. All of them. You know, I have a friend who digs, who, who fills holes and digs holes on his property. And it appears to me that this will be an ever, ever going on situation because he is working to keep up with nature, putting holes in the, in the walls, the sea walls around his property, which allows in the bay water and he's a farmer so it's not like he's just doing it for the heck of it for the beautiful but maybe he would be just doing it for the heck of it it's all maybe it doesn't matter but the fact is that he digs holes all the time to build up the, the ground beneath his feet and he digs to get dirt to build up his seawalls and he digs to collapse out fiddler crab holes and tunnels and muskrat holes and it just blows my mind that he keeps showing up and keeps doing it he he doesn't bemoan the fact that you know he's sick and tired of it he doesn't get triggered by it (sighs) so I guess why I mention this is that it's a very physical version of what I'm talking about. We keep finding holes in our psyche that allow the chaos in. And what we have to do is recognize, ah, there's a little hole. Let me fill that hole, you know? Let me collapse that hole right there before it becomes a tunnel, before it becomes a big, you know, uh, gap in my seawall. I love this because this practice of putting out the fires all the time when they're little and going to a place where I know that there's something greater than me in charge, right? There's something greater than me that knows the big picture that has my back. It's this practice that allows for me to know now that when the big things show up, it's just a thing. And you know, sometimes when the big thing shows up, like a death in the family, I notice that there is a glimmer of recognition that I could be concerned with what other people think about what I'm doing in regards to, you know, death in the family or whatever. And I'm recognizing that now where I wouldn't have seen it before. Before I would have just been reacting. But because I'm not reacting anymore, I can truly see how and why I, I behaved a certain way before in regards to things. Now, how or why I behaved a certain way is really not that important. It's just one of the perks of seeing where I am right now, all right? And being able to be calm 
in a state of a crisis, it gives us so much more access to solution. It gives us so much more access. Now, another part of that is that typically reacting to something is because we see ourselves victimized. And being victim gives us the opportunity to project out that, oh, you know, woe is me, or I'm a victim so I can attack back, or, you know, it's just any number of these things. Like, you know, we can we can use it to fuel a whole drama, a whole story. And why would we do that? Well, one, <laughs> this is important. This is important stuff. One reason why people would do this is because they're addicted to the chemicals in their body that come from doing these behaviors. And yes, there are chemicals and they can mimic heroin use, addiction, like they, this is so, so real. Now, if you want to see a great example of that, go to the wedding reception scene and what the bleep do we know? My God, so much releasing today. Okay, so go watch what the bleep do we know? And they explain it so beautifully how for many, many people, these trains, these out of control trains of negative emotion are basically addictions and they, they instigate these addictions to get that high off of it. Eek. Let's not, <laughs> let's not, shall we? Let's stop this old stuff. Because it's getting us more of the same old. Because what happens when we go down to the frequency of, say, anger to get our hit on the endorphins or whatever, the chemicals that come off of being angry in our body or jealous or overwhelmed or stressed, these all give us a fix. Every single negative emotion that you uh, engage in, that you entertain... Um, on a regular basis is giving you a hit of a chemical. And every time you're going to need more and more, just like any other drug, you will need more and more and more of the chemical to get the high from it. Needless to say, I just saw, and I don't know why I watched it other than it fits perfectly in with this moment. Um, but there was this video of this young woman terrorizing a McDonald's because they didn't have her phone in special order just right or just ready in time and she was in the drive-thru and then she parked and went in and she was talking at the counter it's like a video of her talking and she's using her hands but then she got more and more animated and then she started throwing things and then she went behind the counter and she disrupted some stuff she crashed over some stuff she also called 911 and little did she know she was calling 911 on herself um, but there was just like this, and I couldn't see any other person in the video contributing to the craziness. It was just her, but she needed such a big fix at that point because she had been most likely engaging in levels of drama in other areas of her life that to go there and have a little thing wasn't just a, a little a little victimhood at McDonald's, a little moment of like, oh, woe is me. It wasn't enough to give her that high from the, from the moment, you know, from the experience. The experience had to be bigger 
for her to get that fixed. Now, in her mind, she still saw herself as a victim and she saw everything as justified. Wow, right? So how many times in our lives are we over-dramatizing? Are we going there to create something way bigger than it is to justify behavior? And when do we pull in the reins? I am very, very quickly feeling empowered by the stepping back. Taking a step back and letting things be and allowing things to just be and recognizing that there's so much that good that came from whatever it was that's been let go. Let it, it's the letting go that truly gives us this empowerment. The letting go, the allowing, the being. But if we're not willing to make a practice of it with the little things, then when it comes to the big things, we cannot engage because we just don't have the tools ready. If the tools aren't ready for the little things, they sure as heck aren't there for the big ones. So we have to practice. Oh, look, you know, my best friend was snippy with me on the phone. How am I going to interpret that? Am I going to play victim? Am I going to get high off of uh, anger or resentment or upset? Am I going to get high off of that? by engaging in that pattern and telling stories about it and repeating it over and over? Am I going to get high off of feeling victimized by my body and the fact that I have some disease or I'm sick or I have pain? Am I going to create victimhood around what's going on on TV, on the news, with the government? You know, these are all places that people are now choosing victimhood. And what is the difference between victimhood and being empowered or being um, in your power. Now, one, they almost aren't the opposite. I'm going to tell you that because the opposite of victim is attacker. So if you're in a 3D world, you have to become an attacker. If you're a victim and you flip to the other side, you're now the attacker. Wow. So how do we truly transcend victimhood? We bring love to it. We bring love to it. So now we can become who? What was it? I just said before. We go from victim to we to we go step over the bounds and we go into the place of empowerment. Empowerment that is not victim is someone who steps out of the story, someone who no longer needs to get high off of the adrenaline rush, off of the anger, off of the jealousy. We no longer need to do that. We transcend it by bringing love to the situation and love will transmute that moment and bring us back to clarity, back to solution, back to reality. Now, I will say that your reality of victimhood is just as real a reality, but it isn't the reality right? That's the cool thing about being in a matrix. We have so many channels. You have the channel of anger for this moment. You have the channel of ease for this moment. You have the channel of happiness for this moment. What's really wild is that you think that if my parents died, how could I be in a state of happiness? How could I be in a state of love? Because my heart is broken or um, my world is changed forever, or I no longer have a place to live. If you're living with your parents, maybe. Um, the thing is, this is what you think you should be feeling. But what if you chose to feel happiness? When I chose 
to be okay with my mother's death, there were feelings in my heart that some people were going to think that I was callous or that I was um, ungrateful or that I didn't love my mother. But what I quickly realized was that I can't entertain others' stories at the expense of my own happiness. And it's not happiness to be spiteful. It might be happiness in spite of, in spite of. And when I bring happiness to things, it gives me the clarity of happiness to see, you know, my mom's death as transition, to see my dad fully empowered in his new chapter in his life. You know, it could see the expansion of a stagnant um, lifestyle turned into something extremely expansive and mobile for my dad, you know, for a lot of us. So how can we turn what appears to be a negative into an expansion? We do it by letting go of all the ideas we have about X. And we just allow X to be X very literally without any reaction, without any emotion. We just allow it to be. So a car wreck can just be a car wreck. A death can just be a death or transition. All of it is transition, by the way. When my car got wrecked one time, I was like, wow, I guess this car isn't a match for my frequency anymore. And I saw it as an expansion. Whereas I may not be the kind of person who just gets rid of a car because it no longer is fun. I don't see myself doing that with cars. The universe is like, guess what? You're no longer a match for this car and we're getting another car. (laughs) And for a while, it seemed like I was hopping from car to car. And it was funny because um, Phoenix and I listened to these Stephanie Plum books. Um, well, we listen online, I mean, on uh, audiobooks, but we also, I read them also. And she goes through a lot of cars. Every car, it seems like she has a new car. I mean, every book, it seems like she has a new car. And so we were kind of joking at that. And it it actually made me question my attachment to my vehicles. You know, if I had any attachment anymore, and what was that attachment about? Because when I was listening to the books of Stephanie Plum, I was amazed that she could just go from car to car. And then I got to experience that a little bit, you know, from people lending me vehicles and my car dying, another car in the shop, never getting fixed. It's just like, what the heck? But you know, I didn't, I didn't internalize it. I didn't emotionalize that. I just allowed it to be and witnessed it. Now, witnessing the world around us does not mean that we aren't compassion doesn't mean that we don't have fun doesn't mean that we don't feel things it just means we are more like a child than an adult we are more like a child in the sense that we're willing to witness things and be curious about them no more tantrums right no more tantrums the tantrum is the fix it's like i want to get high i'm going to use this moment to get high off of it but when we just stay in curiosity mode wondering what is this about acting as if we've never seen these things because in reality these are all new events brand new never been happened before in this moment they are brand new 
but we bring the old stories in. When we bring the old stories in, we're tapping into that ego and mind uh, as driver in the vehicle of me uh, mindset. But when we're only present and we're not sending out for information from our past or, or putting expectations into our future, we're just present right now, then right now becomes pretty darn lovely. And this reality begins to serve us in ways it never did before because heaven can be right here on earth. We can be experiencing the bliss right here, right now. But the key is to let go of driving the vehicle of you with ego and mind. Tricky, tricky, tricky. So if you have an ego that's judging all the time, just know all that judgment is just ego and it's okay. We can love ego and we can just be present. And if you're having all these thoughts and I should do this and I should do that, well, it's based on ego too. But then there's the mind pulling out file after file after file to keep you kind of like uh, turning in circles. And that's not necessary either. So it's up to you to decide that this moment is about presentness and it's not about following the carrot held in front of you distracting you from the real reality. You know, that carrot hung in front of you, if you'd only focus on that carrot, that is the equivalent of living the life through mind or living the life through ego. You're just following a stupid carrot. And around you could be this magnificent, amazing yumminess. There could be a cake right in front of you, actually, but you'd miss it for the carrot that you're staring at. With that said, I'm going to make myself a juice for breakfast. I cannot wait. So I am sending you lots of love and lots of great support for this adventure. You are so loved. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.